podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 1, Episode 22 of Hannah Montana. It's called We Are Family, Now Get Me Some Water, a very long title. (laughs) And I am joined today by my friend Alex, aka Sugar Pill. How are you? Hi, I'm doing... uh, I'm here. I'm good, though. I'm happy to be here, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. Um, so this particular episode of Hannah Montana, did you like re- remember anything about this episode before you watched it uh, for the show, or had you seen this one before? I personally didn't remember very much of it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember. I I read the description like before watching, just to like get in the zone, I guess, as as you do before watching Hannah Montana, and I was I didn't really recall the the storyline, and then watching it, I sort of maybe. I remember moments, but not really, no. It was, it was a fun refresher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one, I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure this is the one where she sings I've Got Nerve with the boxing stuff. I, I was pretty sure that was this one. And I think, I, I was like, I think Jackson comes out and messes it up because I know that this is a Jackson A plot, which we've gotten a lot of Jackson in the A plot lately. This is like the third episode in a row where he's part of the A plot. Right. But I didn't remember the specifics, and I didn't remember any of the rest of it. I knew that some of it would probably come back to me, because we're still in the set of episodes where these are the ones I've seen the most. (laughs) Okay, right. I guess in my defense, there's, like, not really a B-plot in this. There's, like, the faintest whisper of a (laughs) B-plot. So we, like, won't even have to talk about it separately. We can just, like, talk about it and then move on. Like, there's nothing to it. Um, (laughs) So this episode actually starts with uh, Miley at home and she's playing I Got Nerve on the piano. And I'm I'm immediately hyped because I love I Got Nerve. I like have that song on like my phone. I listen to it all the time. (laughs) Um, And Jackson is playing, it sounds like essentially Grand Theft Auto, but perhaps some sort of racing game. He has one of those like gaming wheels that were like all the rage. (laughs) 15 years ago fully like brand new to billy ray cyrus but like yeah (laughs) yeah exactly um so miley is like distracted by jackson and she says that she's in the middle of rehearsing for the american teen music awards i didn't realize the american music awards had their own sub award show (laughs) called the american teen music awards specifically for hannah and like teens like her just being regular teens and also pop stars right yeah the the only part of of the award show that we see is with hannah like we don't know who else is performing at these awards miley miley says to jackson that if he really wants to be driving a car so much he should go drive his like actual car which he owns and jackson says that he doesn't have enough money for gas so miley says that he should ask rico for a raise down at the surf shack which i believe was actually part of the plot of an episode not that long ago where he got a raise (laughs) so um, okay some inconsistency yeah so i mean it's entirely possible that they aired these episodes out of order there's been evidence of that in other stuff but but yeah i did i did think it was a little suspicious Uh, i was like is jackson just like 
blowing his paychecks all the time and that's why he needs another raise but it's probably the other thing it's probably the rational explanation but i have to ask (laughs) right like in canon what is the story here yeah yeah (laughs) i the thing is is that a lot of the things that are throwaways on this show i've made it my job to have those not be throwaways like everything matters so i have to investigate of course um (laughs) but they basically go down to the beach and Rico is there. He's practicing uh, learning how to tango with a broomstick, which is way taller than he is. <laughs> I'll just get right. that out which, of the way. <laughs> that's a lot. About <laughs> nothing. But. Yeah. I I mean, Rico throughout this episode, I mean, like we all, we've already known he's a very small boy, but especially in this episode he is incredibly small he's so small and so he's practicing to his dance lily says that he looks like a very lonely munchkin and she does an impression of one of the munchkins from the wizard of oz uh (laughs) maybe a little rude but but there it is but like blatantly rude short jokes is kind of a recurring theme in this episode in any episode that he's in i feel rico (laughs) kind of gets that yeah and i mean in his defense he is like nine or ten years old like he's allowed to be short (laughs) but (laughs) which like also how is he jackson's boss it's because his father is very wealthy and owns the shack or like the shop or whatever and so he made his child son the manager of it as like a thing for him to do so that he wasn't bothering his dad (laughs) Oh wow! Okay, Dad. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a rich backstory <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm so delighted to hear that. <laughs> um, this this scene, I I definitely remembered as I was seeing it, where Miley is trying to be nice to Rico, and he like sees right through her. He can tell that like she wants something, and that she wants him to like be nicer to Jackson. Which Rico and Jackson are like kind of nemeses. But also kind of like brothers, it's they have an interesting dynamic because, I mean, skipping ahead a little bit to the end of the episode, when Rico, like Rico doesn't have to give Jackson his job back. Spoiler, Jackson loses his job thanks to Miley. Surprise. (laughs) But he, he totally doesn't have to give him the job back. His replacement at the job is like way better than he is, <laughs> but he does it because he kind of likes Jackson. Um, but in any case, Rico says that he'll give Jackson the raise if Miley agrees to be his dance partner for the ballroom dance competition. Uh, Miley immediately says no. And I'm like, you know what? I know that he's like a baby, but it really doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Like <laughs> you get some exercise, you get to put something on your resume. <laughs> If anything, it's, yeah, it just adds to the list of things that, like, she has accomplished before the age of, like, 15, which... Yeah, yeah. Winning a ballroom dance competition. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be great if she got the trophy? Like, wouldn't she be proud of herself? I... (laughs) And, And also, she has to dance for work all the time. It's not like it's that big of a deal. Right. But she says no. She plays mean with Rico. She, like, lifts him up by the shirt <laughs> into the air. <laughs> right. Which is going to work well for everyone in about five minutes. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, she says that Jackson will quit if Rico doesn't give him a raise. So Rico's like, fine, he's fired. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing hardball here. 
man. Yeah. <laughs> with the guy that like sells water at the surf shop and right. doesn't do much else. Cut to best of both worlds. <laughs> right. Miley has screwed up pretty colossally for her brother. And it's fully backfired because now he's fully unemployed and like can't, you know, stop leaving her alone. Uh, but Jackson is on his way to work. Miley intercepts him and he immediately is like, what did you do? <laughs> How did you ruin my life this time? <laughs> on today's episode. Um, yeah. So right. so they get down there and uh, Jackson has already been replaced. He has been replaced by Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Who has, like, honestly never looked sillier than in this scene. Um, He's wearing a fedora and his hair is, like, extra long. He's wearing sunglasses. He's basically juggling water bottles and then, like, squirting the water into cups. (laughs) It's like he's a bartender, but he's not a bartender because this is the Disney Channel and he's 14. (laughs) Right. It really feels like the kid who, like really loved doing concessions at like the middle school football game <laughs> and somehow now has a job doing it. Right. I feel like we all know some white guy who talks exactly like the way that he was talking in that. <laughs> I, I, I mean like also he's like drawing a crowd. Like it's like, it's a thing that like, wow, the surf shop <laughs> has never been busier. And it's like, because Oliver's doing these tricks with the water bottles uh, which I'm like, these people must be really starved for entertainment. I mean, they're on the beach. <laughs> right. There's so many things they could be doing. But instead, they're watching this middle schooler pour water. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, uh, Miley, again, offers to be Rico's dance partner. She's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. But Rico hired, like, an Argentinian woman to be his partner. She looks like she's, like, 38. She's very tall. I think her name is Carmen. Rico uses a very thick accent for this part. <laughs> right. It's it's a little, like, early 2000s Disney in this moment. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's very polite. <laughs> but she seems talented and, like... She seems to know how to dance. Right. <laughs> so all this to say, Miley and Jackson are out of luck. They're not getting his job back by her dancing with the boy. They get back to the house. Robbie Ray is playing the video game now. There's there's a lot of things said about this video game. And of course, we never see the screen or anything, but there's like a lot of sound design work for the video game. Right. <laughs> he says something about like he ran over an armadillo he, like, was getting chased by cops and, like, chickens. It, it's a lot of birds and small creatures having to dodge cars, I guess. Um, so so not quite Grand Theft Auto. It's, like, Grand Theft Auto, but, like, set in, like, the desert or, like, on a farm or something <laughs> based right. off of what we're hearing. <laughs> Only that. Like, a farm in a desert. And there are grandmas everywhere just waiting to get run over. Yeah. Seems to be the premise, which <laughs> would be really popular, I think. I, I Certainly. Absolutely. Especially, you know, in 2006 when this episode aired. Or 2007 now? We're, we're right on that line. It was January 7th, 2007. This is the only research that I did. But <laughs> <laughs> wrote it down. Well, I'm, I'm glad you did my work for me because I did not. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, they're back at the house. They're kind of trying to problem solve. Miley jokingly says that she could hire Jackson as Hannah Montana's assistant, which Jackson immediately is like, oh, I'll take it. My question is, and it's a question that continues throughout the episode, because obviously Jackson would be very bad at being Hannah Montana's assistant. And he is, is why not hire him for a different job working for Hannah Montana that he would actually be competent at? Like there are, there are many things that you, that are like harder to screw up. Craft services. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, if you're wealthy enough to just sort of create a boss, a job for your brother, maybe just, I mean, I know, <laughs> you know, that's a little <laughs> too deep. For no, 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 no. There's, there's no subject too deep here on Pumping Off the Podcast. We, Work, okay. we, we are it's into the too. lore here. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I just, if you just grow up his job, maybe throw him some money until he finds another job. I don't know. But then we wouldn't have a TV show. Yes, that's true. Right. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, th- that's that kind of speaks to an ongoing question, which isn't touched on in this episode. But like, who controls Hannah Montana's earnings? Because if Miley really screwed up, why not just float Jackson some like gas money until he can find another job? Yeah, I mean, right. but but I was thinking like, why not hire him as like a roadie? Or, like, as right. someone who just has to do, like, clerical work sitting at a desk or something. You know, some somewhere where he can't cause a lot of trouble. Like, it just, right. it seems like there are endless options. And they shouldn't have just landed on her first idea of assistant. Because, <laughs> because that was never going to work. <laughs> no. And I guess that's sort of, like, I feel like that ends up being the moral of the story, which we'll get to. But, like, yeah, think about it before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly what it is. You're right. Jackson decides that his title is going to be senior vice president of assistication. Sure. <laughs> they say they say assistican a lot in this episode. Right. Sounds like my LinkedIn profile. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um so then we basically cut to Jackson's like first day on the job as Hannah Montana's assistant. Miley is dressed as Hannah. She's in the house. She's like, I'm where's the limo? We're supposed to go to a CD signing. Uh, Lilia's Lola is there. And I have yes. to take a very special mention because very early on in this podcast lifespan, there was a viral tweet of the picture of this Lilia's Lola outfit that went around and like 50, like, like, like six people DM'd it to me and were like, I need you to talk about this outfit. <laughs> and I was like, I promise when we get to wherever this episode is, I'll talk about it. And this is the one. This is the Lilia's Lola outfit. Uh, obviously, I'll post it again. But I saved the picture on my phone so that I could accurately describe it for my <laughs> listeners. Because otherwise, I was never going to get it all down. She right. is wearing, for starters, this is the first time we've seen her in an orange wig. It's usually hey. a purple wig occasionally a blue wig here this With is what it looks like <laughs> every drag queen that's like younger than a year has worn that first of all <laughs> or at some point in their lives but yes that is truly iconic go yeah. on please yeah so she uh, just from the top down so orange wig it's the same basic wig that she usually wears but it's orange this time it's like a pastel orange she has what looks like maybe eyeliner dots on her face by her eye or like face jewels or something. She is wearing dangly earrings with three beads a piece on them. She's wearing two separate chunky necklaces. 
She is wearing a green and dark green striped long sleeve shirt, a pink floral blouse that is sleeveless, a necktie that is patterned with maybe flowers tied around her waist. She is wearing a pleated red, either skirt or shorts. I legit can't tell from this photo. She is wearing camo print leggings that cut off at the ankle. She is wearing high-heeled, like, wedge sandals, like the kind that have, like, cork on the wedge part uh, with, like, orange straps, and then a purse that looks like a carpet bag. Right. So there's a lot going on here. <laughs> uh, that was such a long description of just describe, like no opinions, just describing. Literally what she's just wearing. describing the outfit. Not even commenting <laughs> on my thoughts or feelings. That's just that's just what the outfit is. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and listen, there have been a lot of Lilia's Lola outfits on this show that have haunted me. Those were not as weird as this one is. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> From toe to tip, <laughs> this one is just bonkers. I've just like seen these two drag sisters where like one of them has been doing drag for a while and let like her friend like go through her closet and sort of dress herself and then doesn't say anything because she wants to be supportive. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I've been both of those girls, so like I don't know. Hannah looks moderately trendy for. 2007. I didn't but love I, this I guess, Hannah outfit, though. I, I didn't like it. No. It's not her best. Her hair was nice. <laughs> I liked the low light situation. I felt like it added some dimension for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I do have to <laughs> say that a uh, friend of the show and recurring guest, my good friend Courtney Sile, um, knew that I would be talking about this outfit tonight. And she asked that I share her thoughts which is that Please. they literally threw Emily Osment into a bin of clothing, shook it up like a cocktail, and then dragged her out, and this is the result. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she also said she would like to discuss it the next time she's on the show. But there we are. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> oh, I I promised I would make a big deal out of it, and I have, because it I mean it it deserves talking about it it deserves acknowledgement the past several lilia's lola outfits have been bad but in a way that's like similar to how they've been bad before and when i'm looking at that while i'm watching the episode and i'm typing my notes i'm like i can't even attempt to take down what i'm seeing i like i need to talk about what the plot (laughs) so but this is one where like i saw it and i was like oh well I know the picture is already out there, so I'll just take the picture. (laughs) (laughs) So. Is it taboo to talk about like future plot or? No, that's allowed. That's allowed. Even though a lot of it I am taking other people's word for because I have not seen like the last two seasons. (laughs) Okay. I, I just, I feel like this might be why she stops being Lola and like why she's over it is because of this outfit. And that was my last joke about this particular outfit. <laughs> For now, you might think of another one before we finish. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the gosh. And and when I was taking notes on this, I I just noted what I could, which was green striped long sleeve shirt over a pink floral dress, which it's not even a dress. 
<laughs> with several chunky necklaces. Um, so there, and she's going to wear this to a CD signing. My God. Um, <laughs> they're getting ready to go to the CD signing. Uh, Jackson, I guess, didn't book a limo. He thought he could just call and have a limo sent over like it's a taxi or an Uber or whatever, although Uber didn't exist. They obviously didn't have one ready. And Jackson is like, oh, it's fine. I'll take you guys in my car. And he, I guess, didn't put the top up on his convertible because when they get to the CD signing, their wigs are standing straight up like they're troll dolls. <laughs> like that's that's the most accurate comparison I could come up with. It was like, it's like they're troll, troll dolls with how vertical their hair is. <laughs> Fully. Like there's something in there holding it up and I'm so here for it. And I just want to know who styled them because I, I want one of my own a little bit. Yeah, but. I mean, I was like, that's not, like, if it was their hair, it'd be one thing, but those are both wigs, and they're not particularly nice wigs. Like, the no. fact that they were able to do that at all is kind of a marvel. <laughs> Definitely, like, there was a theater kid in the costume department who made it work. <laughs> it wasn't whoever dressed Lola, though, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> that was someone with a grudge. Um <laughs> we don't get anything else with the cd signing they get there and they're like hi guys and nobody is like excited that like hannah montana just walked up which normally that would induce a mob but i guess hannah also had like a fly stuck in her teeth which was really gross uh but but that's that's the extent of the scene we don't we don't get the rest of it the long story short jackson screwed up he tried to fix it he screwed up again um we're back at the beach for just just the faintest hint of a B plot. So like I don't feel like we need to wait to talk about it because like it's it has no significance. Um right. Rico is dancing with his dance partner. He steps on her foot and it kind of seems like he broke her foot, but he like makes makes her keep dancing. And then eventually he like throws her off the landing there on onto the beach, which happens. To, like, literally every character on this show. They get thrown off the beach. Or, like, thrown onto the beach from this, like, upper beach that they hang out on. <laughs> right. The, like, topography of of the area that they hang out in is a little unclear. But it seems <laughs> to be pretty hilly as well as sandy. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, they're both on the beach and they're a ways away from where the water ever comes. Like, they're still on sand, but, right. you know, it's not like the surf shack is going to get demolished in high tide or whatever. But in any case, Rico throws his dance partner off the thing. It, it doesn't come up again for a while. Oliver has invented a drink called a Smokin' Oaken Smoothie. They look like extremely fancy slushies, and they do have, like, smoke coming out of them, like dry ice. I, I, I'm very curious as to how he made those and what was actually in them because in the last scene, he was just doing water bottles. <laughs> right. He's moved up the ladder very quickly. <laughs> as as apparently the current only employee of, of right. this establishment. <laughs> I have some HR questions for sure about this particular shack. Yeah. Where shakes being sold. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly like lots of questions, um, but mostly like why is there one employee who seems to be doing everything um why is rico managing the place like lots of questions 
Um, yeah, does Rico get like W2s? <laughs> right. Does Jackson and does, do Jackson and Oliver does Oliver get a W2 from his like two days working at the surf shop? Right. It's gotta be under the table, right? Like I hope for his <laughs> sake it is, you know. Even though like if anyone came by, like he's like wearing a shirt with the logo of the establishment on it as he's like mixing drinks. <laughs> right. <laughs> he clearly works there. <laughs> It's a sole proprietor. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that happens in this scene is that Lily goes up to the counter and I guess is like frustrated with Oliver for being too like suave at the surf right. shack. She like doesn't like that he's a popular trick doing bartender she's like i wanted some water and he like tosses water at her and then she like throws one at him and that's like all that we get there's like nothing to it there's no plot it just is like oliver is excited about his job and lily's like well you shouldn't be (laughs) (laughs) and it just like doesn't really come back like that never no i mean could it be that Lily is, like, wanting to support Miley and, like, wants Oliver to quit so Jackson can go back? But I feel like that's giving the show too much credit. Like, they don't say any right. of that. They don't even hint at that. It seems more just, like, the way that Lily and Oliver can sometimes bicker. Right. That seems to be kind of an ongoing thing, is that the three of them are, like, best friends, but they also seem to, like, be 14 and unable to communicate in any productive <laughs> way. <laughs> Which I guess... It's just like, <laughs> yeah, that, that I know I can't tell you how often we're like talking about an episode where Miley and Lily fight and I'm like, they just need to talk. And it's like, well, they're 14. <laughs> they're in middle school. <laughs> right. well, you can't fault them for not knowing how to have healthy relationships yet. <laughs> um, so back at the house, Miley is trying to call Jackson, but his cell phone is just sitting on the kitchen counter apparently he picked up hannah's dress from the dry cleaner and then drove over it with his car because there's like a massive tire mark across the front of the dress it's like comical yeah (laughs) like one mark it's pretty large and impressive yeah how did that happen i don't know i guess with the convertible it just flew out yeah i don't know maybe he like dropped it and didn't realize and then got in the car i don't know also if it came from a dry cleaner, it should, like, be in a bag. It should be protected. Right. At the end of the day, that's the front. Yeah. <laughs> so, really, this one's though. on the dry cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, like, I get the tires are dirty, but do they really leave, like, that clean of a mark on stuff? I don't know. It's not like he drove through oil first and then... I, I don't know. It, it's not important. <laughs> Jackson messed up the dress. Right. Lily is fully on team. Fire Jackson as soon as possible. Like, you can't have his ineptitude messing with your career, basically. Right. Uh, but then Jackson enters, and he's holding a bunch of, like, helium heart balloons to, I guess, apologize. He also bought her a pair of, like, gold hoop earrings. Because he's touched that she believes in him. I was like, so he can afford to buy these earrings for her, but not to put gas in his car, which is the impetus for the episode. Right. Well, he layers it on with like, and it doesn't matter how many paychecks it's going to take me to pay Mm -hmm. this off. And it's like, oh man, like. 
Yeah, he I, he, I guess, like, bought it with his credit card or something. And I'm like, well, then why don't you buy gas with your credit card if that's so important? Uh, but in any case, he's he's very, like, happy that his sister is trusting him. But, like, I mean, honestly, this calls into question his abilities even more. That, like, this is what he thought the solution was, was to, like, buy four balloons and a pair of earrings. Right. And not, like, a new dress or, like... No, not a dress for her to wear that she was supposed to wear. (laughs) He he didn't take the dress back to the dry cleaner that he just came from, who could have maybe fixed it. But he's like, no, I'll go buy earrings and, again, like, four balloons. They call it a bouquet, but it's just four balloons. Right. I feel like I've dated a couple men like that. They're like, like this so will fix it, right? <laughs> right. Like, I really just wanted you to like, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. We don't need to get into that. But yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, obviously, Miley and Lily are still concerned, despite it being sweet. And and Miley's really hung up on the fact that he bought her earrings. And I'm like, they could have come from like Claire's. They could have been like $10. You don't know. What, what kind of quality is the gold on those? <laughs> Will they turn your ear green? <laughs> Don't get too invested in it quite yet. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So they're at rehearsal for Hannah Montana's performance at the American Teen Music Awards, as we mentioned. A lot of awards shows lately on Hannah Montana, uh, because the Teen Scene Awards weren't that long ago. Um, uh, They're all teen-themed awards. She's never going to the Grammys or whatever. (laughs) Children are my fans, right? Like, (laughs) no for brand. Yeah. Um, so they're rehearsing and it is in fact the boxing performance, um, which I, I have been looking forward to. It still has the giant Hannah Montana sign in the back that they always use when they're like at her concerts, uh, which is funny. (laughs) They like couldn't get a different set for the stage. They're just like, oh, make it look like it does at her concerts, you know? Uh, Right. Like where's the rest of the stage? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Hannah Montana sign. It's a boxing ring. And then there's like a like a heavy bag, and that's it. That's all. The, that's all that's on the stage. But it has like a dancer uh, with her. He looks kind of like Corbin Blue, who, as we all know, is on Hannah Montana sometimes. But it's not Corbin Blue. It's just right. a guy. And they're rehearsing, and it's this whole complicated thing where like the dancer is like doing boxing moves then like get into the ring and do some other boxing moves. And it's probably the most complicated Hannah Montana routine we've seen thus far. Uh, normally she just like walks around on the stage and like puts her arm around the guitar player. <laughs> right. She's more of an experience than like much of a like dancing performer, but this one very is like who choreographed this because it, it seems like she was sort of leading the mm-hmm. whole rehearsal. So, I mean, that's growth. honestly (laughs) we're proud although they so they they do a lot of the song they do like half of the song they get to the start of the second chorus and the music cuts off and it's like very conspicuous because she's she's clear she's it's clearly like the track for i got nerve that's like on the hannah montana soundtrack and they're just playing it. it's not like she's singing live in the scene which she sometimes does but yeah, they they stop the track and it's like it's so janky the way that they stop it. Like it's 
it's like an Ashley Simpson SNL like lip syncing kind of moment where it just no. like cuts out. <laughs> Everyone stops. Yeah. Everyone just stops. <laughs> but in any case, she's like, that's good, guys. We'll take a break. I'm like, what about the rest of the number? You're not going to rehearse the rest of the number. But in any case, Jackson's like, what do you need me to do? I'll do it. Do you need me to go do this or go do that? And she's like, no, you're going to do one thing and one thing only. You are going to go around to every member of the crew and tell them how much Hannah Montana appreciates their hard work. And Jackson's like, are you sure? Are you sure that's all you need me to do? And I'm like, honestly, that sounds like it would be time consuming. It's a pretty good idea. Two birds yeah. with one stone. <laughs> Queen of employee engagement right there. Like That is appreciation. <laughs> like, you know, ro- recognition and appreciation is where it's at. So she's like trending with, with that. So agreed. <laughs> Uh, Robbie Ray shows up in his fake mustache, uh, despite there being no need for it. He still goes by his own name. And he's like, <laughs> he, he walks up and with like no pretenses is like, you know, you're going to have to fire him eventually. <laughs> Which like, he's your son, like have some extra faith in him. And I'm like, again, just have him do something else with the crew. Like have him work a job as a crew member. Like have him be the one that pushes out the sign every night, you know, like just right. if, you, if you needed to employ him so bad, I'm sure you could find something for him to do that's less impactful to Hannah Montana's day to day. You know, like right. we don't need him to be a chauffeur. She has drivers and stuff like we don't need him to pick up the dry cleaning. Someone else can do it. Just like give him a very simple job. Yeah, so he's he's going around. He's talking to the crew. One crew member like hugs him and like picks him up because he's so appreciative. <laughs> right, just like a cut to him being like held like six feet off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, he goes over to the dancer in the number who I guess has like some neck pain, and Jackson is like, "You want me to fix that?" And it's like Ooh. this guy as a dancer should be like. No, I think I'll wait and see my chiropractor later or something. Like, don't just right. trust this random guy. But he's like, oh, yeah, sure, go for it. And Jackson immediately throws the guys back out. Like, he can't walk. <laughs> it was really terrifying because the sound that it made without him barely touching mm-hmm. this man's back was concerning, to say the least. Yeah, it was pretty visceral. Um Jackson is like, I don't know what I did, but it worked when Scooby did it to Shaggy. And the guy immediately is like, that's a cartoon. And Jackson's like, no, those are my cousins. Stop. I love this. Like, (laughs) Hannah Montana actually has an extended family of like 30 people. Yeah. Every new thing that we learn about their extended family raises more questions for me, though. Because, like, they're clearly meant to seem like like hillbillies and like poor and you know i've raised the question of why are they poor when two members of their family are famous musicians (laughs) we come back to the wealth inequality in the montana family yeah and i just have questions yeah maybe that's why they're always trying to pull pranks on each other because there's like a deep-seated family resentment that they don't want to talk about they don't want to address it but like it's clearly right. there because you know they mentioned that like like in a previous episode miley's like remember when aunt pearl made us roadkill ravioli i'm like jesus <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> your dad was still famous back then. <laughs> right. Well, and they kind of get into their like family drama in the movie too. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that, this is all set up for that or if they sort of worked around. I mean, <laughs> that would be serious setup if in season one they're like laying the groundwork for the eventual movie. <laughs> right. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I think that's more of a happy accident on the writer's part. Um, <laughs> or maybe right. maybe they figured it out based off of these like weird clues that they've laid. I think all that they really knew was like, okay, this family is originally from Tennessee and the dad was like a honky-tonk singer. Ergo, the family will still be in Tennessee and they'll be hicks. Like, I don't, I guess that's it. <laughs> And they were, like, proud of it, which is kind of cool. Like, yeah. They weren't making fun of them necessarily because they were part of it. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'm still generally confused by it. Also, yeah. like, <laughs> not to bring up a subject that is from, like, six weeks ago in episodes time now. But when Dolly Parton was on the show, there was no indication that she was famous singer Dolly Parton. It was just that she was like Dolly, whatever last name, part from their family in Tennessee, because she's Miley's godmother, like right. the real Dolly Parton. But they never say her last name, and whenever she talks about her life, it's about her like hick husband. But if Dolly Parton was also a member of this family, that would further raise questions for me because Dolly Parton is obviously now very wealthy and very altruistic, but. Right. <laughs> But I guess in this in this canon, she's just Aunt Dolly. She's just Aunt Dolly. Like... She's just like a family friend, I guess, or like a distant aunt or something. Uh, yeah, I that's like haunted me. <laughs> I'm like, but, it's, but she's not Dolly Parton in this universe. She's just Dolly, and she looks just like Dolly Parton, which is very specific. So Dolly Parton must not exist in the Hannah Montana universe. Right, which is a world I'm not interested in living in personally. No, me neither. Although, I mean, we've talked quite a bit on this show about how doppelgangers are just running all over the place in the HMU. So it's entirely possible that Dolly Parton does exist. And there's just an identical woman also named Dolly that is not a famous singer. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's Dolly Stewart or whatever. Dolly Stewart. Right. Okay. <laughs> we we don't know. We may never know. May, maybe we'll come back to this the next time Dolly's on the show. But I, as long as we were talking about the Stewart family, I'm like, man, I still have so many unanswered questions. Uh, <laughs> so the dancer, the dancer whose back Jackson just broke. Uh, he really wants to go tell Hannah about the issue. And Jackson is like, no, absolutely not. You will not tell her. I need to hide this because I'm always screwing up and she needs to believe in me. So we cut to the number, like the actual number during the awards show. Um, after somebody announces Hannah Montana through like an old timey radio. Like it sounds so distant and weird. <laughs> what clearly, show is this? Yeah, right. it's clearly not like a presenter at the awards show being like, and now you know we're in lover. It's like some guy down a hallway on like a walkie-talkie <laughs> being like, here's Hannah Montana. <laughs> um, but so the number starts 
I do want to say that uh, the costumes for this number are Hannah's wearing like a typical boxing outfit. The other person is wearing like a boxing robe. And they have the, like, Hannah Montana logo on them. Like, Hannah's right. outfit has, like, the Hannah Montana logo at, like, where the belt would be, <laughs> which I did think was funny. Um, I, I mean, like, it's already behind her on the stage. We know who you are. The man with the right. walkie-talkie announced it. Um, <laughs> Queen of branding, though. And I wrote, like, the biggest, like, in size on my paper, the largest note I wrote was rhinestone boxing tank top. <laughs> And that was what excited me the most. It's <laughs> fully stone tank top. <laughs> that's that's great. I one of the better Hannah Montana costumes lately. Um, certainly better than the one for the CD signing. I would rather her right. just show up in this boxing outfit, this like bedazzled boxing outfit. So the number starts. Jackson has taken the dancer's place. He is filling in for the dancer. He apparently didn't pay very good attention during the rehearsal to what the moves are. So he's just kind of posing in the background and, like, making faces. Uh, Hannah doesn't notice him at first. And then when she does, it it's like she should have just, like, looked away and, like, for, like pretended she didn't see it. But it, like, very much affects her performance. Uh, right. She's very upset. She's like, what on earth are you doing here? They, they kind of muddle through the number and then Jackson, like, brings, like, one of those big weight balls on stage, which, like, he didn't need why? to do that. Why Why bother? Like, just, just be inconspicuous. You don't need to, like, steal the show. You're trying to s- save your job here. I would think you would play it safe. But, right. and that kind of derails it. And, like, she, like, stops singing. Like, the number, like, stops. And, like, we don't see what happens next. <laughs> I remember feeling really, like, disoriented the first time we watched it because the track kept playing, but they just, like, cut her singing track. Right, which was not what happened in the rehearsal. (laughs) (laughs) Which didn't happen in the rehearsal. (laughs) In the rehearsal, the whole thing stopped. (laughs) She was like, she was like, and they were on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, they, they kept playing the music. She stopped singing. I do have to bring up here, the episode immediately before this one, People in the press and therefore in the industry were under the impression that Hannah Montana was dating Jackson. They didn't know that that's her brother. And they had been photographed together and people thought that they were dating. And then, I mean, at the end, Jackson's like, I actually see Hannah as more of a sister. We're just going to be friends. But like they still dated as far as most people in the HMU know. Right. I want to know what people would think of this performance where Hannah Montana appears to beat up her ex-boyfriend on stage in an awards show. They'd be like, what's the significance of him being the dancer here? Fully. Yeah, like there were like forum posts for sure about this in, in the universe. <laughs> I don't know if there was, I don't think that there was Reddit at that point, but there would be a full discussion happening right now. Yeah, I mean... The press was incredibly invested in their relationship. It was on, like, the front page of multiple magazines. Like, they did, right. like, an interview with, like, a for, like, a daytime talk show. It seems like people, like, this would be a story. Right. Well, then it, he comes, like, interrupting the performance. Like, it's, like, a downtown gay bar and there's, like, a bachelorette party happening. <laughs> it's fully what it looks like. So I do feel like it would make the news unless someone else was doing something worse. But... 
I mean, of course, we never we we never hear anything about this, but I it's my job to ask these questions. And Always. I mean, again, these episodes probably weren't shot or written back to back. They probably weren't intended to air back to back. It just happened that way. Oh, but but that episode coming directly before this one, I do think is a very interesting choice, particularly because that was another one where they were kind of fighting with each other. And Miley had to make sacrifices in order to, like, make Jackson happy. And it, like, involved her career. She was, like, having to, you know, pretend at her job (laughs) that she was dating someone just so that he could have a little fun as, like, payback for her getting him into the situation. And this one is kind of the opposite where, like, she again gets him into a situation, but this time he's, like, weirdly trying to impress her. I guess not to get fired, but I still thought it was interesting. Yeah, they. it feels like there are moments in the show where they really kind of subtly really build up how important their relationship is and how, like, even though they screw up and upset each other and cause each other to have really weird situations, it's all out of this, like, weird love for each other, even though they're sort of, like, conflicting siblings. Character development. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, she fires him during the performance. Like, as soon as, like, her vocals cut off, she's like, you're fired. <laughs> and then back at home later, we get, like, the Robbie Ray lesson of the episode, which is essentially to just tell Miley to think before she talks. Like, that's that's the entire lesson. Is like, you should okay. think before you speak (laughs) and she's like okay i hear you i will and then she's immediately like oh but i've got an idea for how to get jackson his job back which is just the same idea she had earlier she just had better timing this time because her, her idea is just to compete with rico in the ballroom dance competition that's not a new idea. It seemed like she had some bright new idea about how to get Jackson his job back. And it's just the same idea she already tried twice unsuccessfully, um, which is suck up to Rico. <laughs> right. I guess, like, because she has this whole moment where she's like, wait, no, this will work. And it's like, what led you to that? Like, what made you think that this will work? Yeah, I mean, did... did what? what uh, <laughs> I'm like, was, was she texting the argentinian woman and she was like hey broke leg can't be in competition anymore like how did she find out was lily did lily tell her that she saw it on the beach two seconds before this scene happened with her dad like i we don't know it's it's odd framing because it really seems like she's got a new idea of how to negotiate with him or something and then it is just we cut to them ballroom dancing and It's it's the shortest Rico has ever looked. And maybe it's because she's wearing heels or something, but he's like hugging her legs. Like it's <laughs> he can't even reach like her elbows. <laughs> it's not great. I feel like the form was a little off, but Yeah. Especially because yeah. we, we saw him dancing with the other woman and there like wasn't really a problem with it. Like they just kind of met each other halfway. But in this one, Miley's like stooped all the way over to like be on Rico's level. And it did look very odd. 
Like, and it looked like she wasn't really trying. And if I was Rico and I was like, hey, you kind of tanked this competition for me. I'd be like, sorry, your brother doesn't get his job back. <laughs> right. But like you said earlier, he secretly likes him or whatever, right? Like there's some buddy buddiness happening there. Yeah, I, I think that does play into it is that Rico knows that he can have fun with Jackson, whether it's in a friendly way or in an adversarial way. He's always finding ways for himself to have fun by messing with Jackson. And Oliver is just like good at the job. And like he shouldn't fire Oliver because Oliver is bringing in more customers than ever. But he's like, no, I'll let Jackson have his job back. Right. Cut to Oliver, like sad, disappointed. Yeah, that's how the episode ends. <laughs> the the like end bumper is like Oliver like watching Jackson like attempt to do a water bottle trick and like being uncoordinated and Oliver being like, man, I can't believe I lost my job to that guy. And it's like, well, it had nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like that's, that's the way they choose to, to end the episode. The B plot is like Rico's at work and Oliver's working for him and that's it. <laughs> right. It's very like branching off of the main plot. Yeah, this is probably the most connected to the A-plot that the B-plot has, like, ever been. But also, there's so little of the B-plot that, like, you can't really give it credit for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's really all there is to it. Was was there anything that we didn't talk about that you really want to address? Were there any, like, moments or lines or anything that you're like, I need the people to know that this was in this episode <laughs> of Hannah Montana? <laughs> I think the only kind of thread that I noticed throughout the thing. Cause I mean, I'll be real, like kind of like clueless and capable men is just like, not an exciting thing for me to really watch. And I get kind of like annoyed, but <laughs> no, I feel that I definitely feel that <laughs> <laughs> remembering that he's like 16 and that like, he really as bad as he is at both jobs that we see him in, he really tries really hard and wants to be good at them, which is almost I was going to say almost the same, which isn't entirely true, but it is relatable. Like, yeah. Like he, he seems to realize that, you know, he only was hired for the Hannah Montana gig, like already on thin ice, basically like, like one right. thing wrong and he'd be out. And so he was really making an effort. He just like, wasn't being smart. <laughs> so <laughs> what can you, you can't fix that, you know? <laughs> Right. But I, I did think that this episode had more going on, like, thematically speaking, than a lot of others do. I do think it's interesting that Robbie Ray was, like, okay with hiring Jackson to work for Hannah Montana, because it's also kind of his business. And I guess later right. in the episode, he's like, you have to fire him. But why doesn't he fire him? <laughs> he's the manager. <laughs> I appreciate this, like, dad's trying to teach me a lesson thing, but it does feel at times that Robbie Ray is a little too hands-off for his own good. Like, to his own detriment. Yeah, I I will say that, like, the last time that we saw him do, like, a really hands-on, like, experimental parenting move, I really disagreed oh. with it. <laughs> and I really didn't agree with him in any way. Um, so he's taking a lot of swings in both directions. <laughs> I mean, I guess I would rather, like, what is the, I'd say what is the worst thing that could happen, but it was kind of bad, but, like, it all turned <laughs> out. 
you know, pick your battles. What I were you mean, yeah, their their relationship turned out fine, and Jackson got his yeah. old job back, and like that's fine. But like Hannah Montana messed up a performance on a major televised awards show. <laughs> right, like, and the dancer thinks that she hates him. Yeah, I I don't know if I were Robbie Ray, I would have a little more of an issue with that, especially because right. it's something he could have avoided. Um, he could have like made Miley fire Jackson earlier. He could have assigned Jackson to do a job where he wouldn't be in people's way. You know, there's there's so many different ways that they could have handled this, and they just chose not to. I mean, I will say I like how the Miley Jackson relationship in this episode was handled a lot better than in the previous episode (laughs) that one was not very good (laughs) yeah and i mean it it does have like kind of a similar through line to it of like they kind of get each other into trouble and have to muddle their way out like together but this one was better although similarly poorly handled (laughs) well any anything else any final thoughts i think that's I think that covers it for me. Those those are all my notes. Yeah. 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 I mean, not the worst episode. Not the best. No. Very, very middle of the road. It had some good moments. I mean, to have an episode where we hear I Got Nerve or parts of I Got Nerve three times, that's, wow. I mean, that's a blessing. <laughs> right. And on piano, which, like, I feel like she rehearses a lot on like acoustics and then we never really see her perform that live. And that would be an interesting direction. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the closest that we saw was she did like an acoustic set on like a MTV unplugged analog, like quite a while ago, but she wasn't playing any instruments and she sang, uh, this is the life and who said, yeah, we haven't seen anything like that since then. We see a lot of like Miley sadly playing her guitar on the, deck <laughs> okay. it's it's not it's you i think this is the first time we've seen her play the piano uh but i enjoyed it i always enjoy it when like we get a little tidbit of miley singing live on the show um right. as opposed to like the hyper rehearsed and very carefully filmed uh concert segments which were all done in like one batch um <laughs> right but yeah so that's yeah. That's this episode. That's episode 22. We've we've done 22 episodes now. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, dang. I'm rapidly approaching the end of this first season. And uh, I'm excited, if nothing else, to get to season two for the music. I love the music in season two. (laughs) I feel like she finds her voice a little bit. It's very inspiring. A little less like I'm living a double life and more like... I was saying meaningful, but yeah, the music is good. Yeah, <laughs> meaningful. <laughs> I, she she definitely does still have songs about living her double life, but <laughs> she also has songs that are just fun. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was great having you on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me remotely. This has been this has been cute. <laughs> <laughs> Always love having a new guest. <laughs> And thank you so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will join me next week when we'll be talking about season one, episode 23 of Hannah Montana. It's called Schooly Bully. Uh, It's a very weird one. 
So tune in. <laughs> and in the meantime, if you would like to follow me on the internet, you are welcome to do so at Twitter at Lovely Lisi, at Instagram at Actory Lise. And if you want to follow this show, that's on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and on Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple and subscribe wherever you can if you're interested. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party.